Stories change us, inspire us, encourage us, and keep us going. Green Chair Conversations is the place where story and change meet through authentic conversation as we learn and grow from a diversity of voices. Welcome to Green Chair Conversations. Hey everyone, today we are on site at Memphis's very own Stax Museum with Richard Greenwald, the president and CEO of the Soulsville Foundation. Today, Richard is gonna talk about making an impact, making an investment in the next generation as well as our very, very own city. So I'm so looking forward to this interview with Richard Greenwald. Richard. Hi. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for coming. We Great were, to be here. We were just talking about the history of this place, and I feel like every time we keep talking, number one, I can see your passion in Memphis, and then number two, just the history behind this place is so rich. I love it. Yeah, well, it really is um, a city gem, Yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. And it's what's great about the Soulsville Foundation and this site, this hallowed ground, mm. of, uh, and we're in the studio here at, uh, at Studio A, it's the Stax Museum of American Soul Music, is that it's authentic, it is real, it mm. is about the past, but it's also about what's happening right now. Uh, you know, producing the next mm. generation of artists, educating children, looking at the story of Stax and really understanding it and that the cultural history, and it's all right here, bundled up here in South Memphis. And, it's just a wonderful place to be. It really is a gem. I mean, yeah. it really is so rich with history. And I kind of want to just dive in and then kind of talk a little bit about your story, the history of, of Stacks. But first, let's just start with the why. Like, why does it matter? We're talking about an impact in your city. We're talking about an impact in the next generation. Why to you does that, does that matter? Why to you is that important? Oh, several reasons this is important. Yeah. You know, yes. one is understanding history. Yes. So we are shedding light on the history that we know about what happened here in Memphis during that time of the heyday of Stax Records. So mm -hmm. we investigate that story, we talk to everybody who was involved. This was an economic driver, this was a successful business, this was an integrated business in a time in America where things weren't that integrated, in the South in particular. Uh, this was a place where an authentic, uh, original form of music, soul music, an African-American art form Evolve. So looking at that history, understanding Memphis, understanding what that meant in Tennessee and in mm. the Mid-South and in the United States is hugely important just in general. Why not? Why? You know, that's looking at history is important. It's also very important what we do in terms of uh, community impact. And yes. that is working with families in yes. particular. Uh, we serve or work with over 800 families a year on this campus. We have a charter school that's 6th to 12th grade. It's one of the higher performing schools in Tennessee. We also have a premier music academy, an after-school program open to anybody, uh, middle school and high schoolers in the Memphis region. And, you know, that's another, you know, between those two entities, we're working with a lot of youth. Mm -hmm. um, they are not, I mean, uh, how do you avoid a cliche, but we, what's more important than investing in your future, oh, um, yes. both from a moral perspective and just for uh, our own, um, sense of well-being as a community. So yes. we serve a lot of, or work with a lot of students here who are amazing and their families are amazing and it's fun. Mm. You know, this is a place about opportunity. Um, it always was, Stax Records was, and we are now. Mm. So it's important for all those reasons. Yeah, and I love too, you mentioned to me just how interconnected we are in this. I mean, there's so many, Memphis is interesting in that it can be so, 
divide, not even divided, but it's just so wide. And there's right. you have Lakeland and you have Arlington and Germantown and Carterville. And, you know, we're kind of in the heart of the city. And I, I think it was inter- that was an interesting point to me. Yeah, I think you and I were talking about livable cities and yes. that when... I think all of us would say, well, we're from Memphis. Whether you live out in one of those suburban areas or not, we're all connected. The downtown, midtown, out east, the suburbs, the beyond the suburbs. Mm -hmm. uh, They, people, you know, when you travel, you don't say I'm from Lakeland, you say you're from Memphis. Yes. Um, When you show a picture of where you're from, you show the river or some, or the Stax Museum or something, or Beale Street. Yes. Uh, We all have this connection to Memphis, but we all are integrated. We can't not. Uh, be concerned about each other for our own survival mm-hmm. and for our democracy's mm-hmm. survival. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we don't know, understand about other individuals, we don't understand about each other, if we're not going every which way and flowing every which way to learn about each other, yes. when there's a time to communicate, mm-hmm. um, we won't be ready for it. Mm-hmm. We have big issues we have to face, yes. right? Yeah. Light, uh, climate change, yes. violence, poverty, yes. Yes. health matters, um, and access. If we don't understand each other, how are we going to have a social, uh, you know, uh, competency um, to think realistically about these big problems like we should? Hmm. So uh, we are so interconnected as a community, and to think that we're not um, is a huge mistake in every which way. Hmm. Now let's talk a little bit about the history, right? Like, I mean, you're, you're kind of talking a little bit about what you're doing with students, what you're doing in the community. And you were just telling me, we're in a, it used to be a movie theater? Is that what you're saying? This is really neat. So this is what we're recording, is an old movie theater. Yeah, talk to us about this rich history. Sure, well, Stax Records, if uh, uh, any of your viewers don't know about it, um, was one of the most influential recording studios of its time and still impactful as the music that was created here is sampled um, by contemporary musicians all the time and or look if you watched the Super Bowl or you watched the basketball playoffs last year you heard hold on I'm coming I think it was in both those commercials so the music is everywhere a lot of people will walk into this museum and I can see it on their face oh this is I didn't realize this was a stacks music I love this music this mm-hmm. all this music you love and you know was created right here in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's really fun to kind of understand like this happened right here and it's still impactful. Um, and to be at this location hmm. where Jim Stewart and Estelle Axton and Steve Cropper and Booker T literally with their own hands created this amazing recording studio that we're sitting in from a movie theater. I mean, you, can, well, you can't, your viewers can't see it, but we're on a dip right now yes. the, like where the screen would come up. The sound works for whatever physics reasons I don't understand, uh, <laughs> and they produced the best songs of the uh, you know the, uh, the second half of the 20th century right here That's right. Uh, in about a 15-year period. So wow. it's fun to be uh, right here on the grounds, and again in an authentic setting. This is this this is Stax. This is not a tourist mm-hmm. um, made-up spot. This is really happening, mm-hmm. and it's contemporary. Hmm. And now you're the you're, you're the president and CEO over the Soulsville, uh, I'm sorry, the Soulsville Foundation. Right. And essentially, we were talking yesterday that this is kind of this umbrella just for to help educate people a little bit on all the things. Like it's interesting to me all the arms that that right. Stax has. Right. So you have the uh, Stax Music Academy, and then you have the museum. And then you have the, I'm missing one, one of them. And the charter school. Charter school, that's it, yes. So that is very unique and different, yes. and it's the most fun I've ever had in my career being a part of all this. 
because it's so positive on this campus and so important what we're mm -hmm. doing. And, and every day we're making progress and doing so many creative things. What's really great about it, it's all interconnected. So we're all on this campus, it's a 10 acre campus. Um, and there's other entities nearby. There's a K yes. through five charter school down the street called Delta Prep. There's Cummings Elementary down, uh, Lamont Owen is contiguous to this campus. Rocks across the street is here. So there's a lot happening in South Memphis in this area in particular. It's a really an arts and education corridor. All those things here on the Soulsville campus, the things that you mentioned, the Music Academy, the Stax Museum of American Soul Music, and the Soulsville Charter School are all integrated through a common mission. And that mission is all about um, preserving the legacy of Stax Records, which you and I talked about before. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they were doing corporate social responsibility before that was even a term. Mm -hmm. um, an amazing, of course, output of m music. Um, so preserving that legacy, mm -hmm. um, educating youth, mm -hmm. and um, working with the next generation of artists. I mean, what an amazing mission and what a way to integrate those three mm -hmm. um, you know, elements of our organization. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's so unique to me about you, number one, you are really, like I can just tell in these conversations we're having, you're so passionate about Memphis and you're so passionate about Stacks. Now you're from Memphis, born and raised. Right. Well, not, well, raised, but you did a whole stint on the East Coast. You were in, yeah. spent some time in DC, Columbia, and then you came back to Memphis. Tell me a little bit about that. I think that's really interesting. Well, my, my journey is, you know, I think Memphians have this, maybe other cities have it too, but there's something unique about Memphis that people never leave it and they always feel like they're a Memphian and there's this connectivity. Mm -hmm. I know as I fundraise, which is, part of your job when you're yeah. running a nonprofit. It's <laughs> yeah. a huge part of your job. Uh, listeners, uh, <laughs> if you want to make a donation, socialfoundation.org. You know, you, one of the, we, we've attracted a lot of national donors that we didn't have in the past, philanthropic organizations and others, um, to, to, our, to our mission. Because what we're doing here is um, certainly transferable to other communities. And so we're trying to get that story out that we are, we have a model here that's, yes. that, and, and, and evidence-based practices that can be used in other communities. Um, but one of the groups of people that I go to are the people that are kind of in this Memphis diaspora. They live in California or New York or Chicago or wherever they live, but they still feel passionate about Memphis and their hometown. And, and I think that's very unique. If there's a lot of Memphians who don't live in Memphis, who always identify with hmm. Memphis, and, I, I, and I'm that way. And I um, grew up here, and you know, I love Memphis for all its pain and problems and history, um, the good and bad of it all. And so I, I've always thought about Memphis throughout my career, and it, my career did take me to Washington to work for a Tennessee senator, Albert Gore Jr., to uh, New York City to go to graduate school, to work in New York City in the welfare to work programs, uh, what you know in the late 90s early 2000s when they're on the vanguard of that uh, that effort you know took that took me to Philadelphia to to do a transitional jobs program to help people disconnected from the labor market move into the labor market and more importantly support them in the labor market so they can uh, move up and out of poverty I worked with prisoners coming out of the criminal justice system mm -hmm. and before coming to Memphis work with youth who were yeah. um, vulnerable uh, in, in Philadelphia. And so worked on this. There was a national effort through the Department of Justice. There were six cities. Memphis was one of them. Philadelphia, where I was, was another one. And we created a youth violence prevention program, a youth safety program for our community. So all that, I always uh, felt the Memphis connection. And when the opportunity to come run Soulsville, 
and be a part of Soulsville, I mean, you're only a part of it. You, you know, you take care of it while you're here. Yeah. You hope that you leave it better than when you found it. Um, it and I was so glad to get the opportunity to come here and, and, and then take my experiences of all, so I have a, you know, this unique set of experiences. I can't play that bass very well, uh, or really at all, but, um, but I do have experience working with youth, working with governments, thinking about you know policymakers and what they're thinking about um, working with donors um, and creating strategies and moving those strategies forward and implementing those so I take those skills from that my diaspora experience and bring them back to Soulsville and I couldn't be happier to be a part of the Soulsville Foundation and to be a part of Memphis. That's really neat and that's really great. I love that you said too even like y'all are creating, I don't know that people really understand and realize this, the hard work you guys are doing and creating a national model. I mean you, when you were talking about other places that are looking to you guys on what you've done, I mean I think that's really really incredible that we have something uh, that powerful and unique here in the heart of the city of Memphis. Well, I think often we don't appreciate what's right in front of us. Yes. There's this old yeah. cliche with consultants, as long as the consultant's from 100 miles away, they're an expert. Mm -hmm. um, but we're doing it right here. And the, some of the things that we're sharing nationally um, are, first of all, this museum. You know, it's an incredible museum. It definitely is a tourist attraction. Um, and it brings visitors. We have over 60,000 visitors when there's no COVID uh, to this museum <laughs> a year. That means there's economic uh, ramifications for that. So we're an economic driver for our community. We definitely sell Bring Your Soul as the brand of Memphis and we epitomize that you know, probably better than the name of certainly as good as anybody, as well as anybody. And um, you know, in our gift shop, we locally source our merchandise. So we're trying to help local vendors in our community as well as every, every time we can uh, contract something out, we, we try to do it in community. So we care very much about our community that way. Mm -hmm. and. Um, uh, you know we're, you know we're dedicated to telling the story of Memphis, and part of our strategy into your theme about Memphis, mm. um, we've, you know, have a strategic plan that we created a couple of years ago, and a core element of that strategy, a pillar, is about making a mark in Memphis and yes. collaborating across Memphis and working with others. And so, um, we have uh, lessons learned, like you can create what we're doing here around your own cultural legacy in your community like the evidence that we are turning up in terms of um, infusing mental wellness supports on our yes. campus, um, like um, emphasizing um, uh, not just some kind of achievement score, our school is amazing and we, we care about that most of our, 100% of our kids who apply to college get in college, all that kind of stuff, but we care more about are we creating the next, helping parents create the next generation of civic participants and supporting them to become successful adults. So all those things are transferable and lessons for, that we can share around Memphis and around the country and as we connect with others, we can learn from them as well. Hmm. Hmm. That's really powerful. You guys are doing really good hard work, so I, I'm super thankful for that. We're all about mission. Yeah. We're not, so the, we have to raise money. We, yeah. That's one of our indicators of yeah. success. But it's all about mission and staying focused on those things I told you about. Yes. The legacy, education, next generation of artists. Yes. And then 
measuring that. Are we doing mission and how can we do more mission? Hmm. And that's what we're about. So it is a hard challenge. I was thrilled to be a part of it. I, I love it. I yeah. love it. And everybody here loves it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I assume they love it. <laughs> uh, so you started kind of jumping into it and I just want to go there is um, talk to me. What would you say to the person that wants to make this impact that's hearing this interview that's listening right now and is like, you know, uh, I, I want to make a, a more, I want to have more of a piece in the, the Memphis community mm -hmm. history, mm -hmm. the next generation of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say it so you don't have to, mm -hmm. or you're welcome to say it as well. We both can. I would like encourage people to just come and see the richness of this place. Number one, like this museum is, is incredible. Right. I, I was just walking through and I just, I've been here before and I found myself re kind of going through the history and just being so deeply impacted by it. So I would definitely encourage people to, to come and check out Stax Museum, learn the history, but I, I, I wanna hear from you um, about other steps that, that you'd encourage people to take. Well, I, I mean, we all need to go out and discover uh, the other yes. in, in our community. And that community is, as you and I described, goes all the way to the exurbs, you know? And uh, so we need to do that, um, to again, to have a thriving democracy. You know, we need to know about each other. We need to make mature, responsible, collective, realistic decisions. Yeah. And so one way to do that is to learn about uh, each other. Another is to explore this history. It's so fun. People, I, I find a lot of people in Memphis love to brag that Memphis is, you know, birthplace of blues and rock and roll and soul, and then they can't go any further than that. And so get down and get yeah. dirty in these places and, I mean, really, roll up your sleeves and, and it's fun. It's yeah. a fun outing and you don't have to do it all once. You can come several times. Yeah. And, um, come to a program we have here in the museum when there's no COVID. We did like 40 nights of programming for free to the public before COVID. Wow. Really fun, fun programming for kids, authors coming to read. Sometimes we're dedicating uh, instruments, um, showing a movie. Who does that? You know, like for yeah. free. Like yeah. at, this is <laughs> because we have an amazing museum executive director, Jeff Kolath and a team here and they want to put out what we're learning here to the public and support the public and so we we have a such a diverse group of people who come here regularly mm. i would encourage people watching us come on down check out our website yeah come to one of the programs it's so easy yeah. and discover something new and once you discover something new here you'll start mm. discovering new things around memphis so there's certainly a connection between us and the National Civil Rights Museum, yes. music and the movement from the late 60s. Once you start learning that history, then you're probably gonna be curious about the river and the river life. Uh, then that's gonna take you to the Metal Museum. And then there's all this great, I mean, the cultural arts here is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I'm on a group of uh, you know executive directors who meet regularly around the city. Around It's a great group of people, so many interesting things. So it's, you know, you just gotta get out of your house mm -hmm. and come on down and discover Memphis. It's so great. Yeah. What a so rich, rich, fun place to be a part of. Mm, that's really, really good. Uh, thank you so much for, for your time and thank you so much for having us here. Is there anything you just want to leave people with uh, today? Yeah, I want to say two things. Go check out the history of Stacks record and the music. So put that <laughs> on your playlist and then make sure you go to our website, soulsvillefoundation.org. Soulsvillefoundation.org. We would love it if you could make a donation of any type yeah. uh, toward the work we do here. We guarantee you we will use that funding wisely and, and, and it will have lots of returns. So thank you. Thank you so much for coming down here and having me on your program. Yeah, and this has been such a blessing. I mean, I really, I, I've told you 
probably way too many times how thankful I am for the hard work you guys are doing in our city and the impact that you are making. And so, and thank you for having us here in the museum. How neat is this? Following all COVID protocols. So thank you for having us. I know it takes a little extra work these days yes. to do that stuff. And I'll emphasize so we did follow all protocols. We <laughs> and so we're safe and, uh, and I'm sure everybody who's watching this stays yes. safe. And thank yes. you so much. Yes, thank Great you, thank part you. Of and that is a wrap for our Green Chair Conversation with Richard Greenwald. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Please, we encourage you to take a moment, like this video, share it. You can also follow us on our YouTube channel as well as our Green Chair Instagram account to see some behind the scenes footage as well as all the things we have coming up. So we're so thankful you're here with us today and we will see you next week.